0: Perfect.
1: All right, everybody, welcome back to another exciting episode of the Event Hub's podcast. We are doing things a little bit differently today, and look at that. I've created, just without thinking about it, the perfect segue into what we are going to talk about this week. There are four of us in the room right now, so to speak. Catalyst, Majin Ten Shinhan, Dream King, and then myself. And when I say that phrase, anybody, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Doing things differently. Free
0: words come to mind when I hear that. A, abs- absolute Tiger. F- fucking disaster.
1: <laughs> okay, fair enough. And is that... Now, is that distinct from previous
0: years of Street Fighter? Or is that uh, just in general? It's It's kind of hard because... The disaster of last year was different than the disasters of previous years. It's like they learned from their mistakes in certain areas. And then they were like, wait, wait, wait. We can't not screw this up. And decided to ruin different areas instead.
2: One year was a tornado, one year was a hurricane, right? Yeah. A different disaster. Mm.
1: (laughs) And we're expecting the flood this time, right? And that's (laughs) kind of what I want to get into, is that, okay, there's no question that the charisma for Street Fighter V has not been what it could be, and that's saying it about as nice as possible. But... We talk about this kind of thing uh, quite a bit here in Event Hubs because a lot of it doesn't make it to the front page, but background discussions, trying to assess where things are, where the community is at, where the game is at, where the developers are at, where we're at, all these kinds of things, and Street Fighter V is under the magnifying glass uh, lens, I should say, right now. And it has been for the last four years, and no charisma there to be found. And as we're talking about it, I think it was Catalyst about a week or two ago, we were discussing, he goes, you know, I don't remember exactly what you said, John, but it was something to the effect of, this feels pretty familiar. Like, not exactly the same thing, There's certainly changes, uh, but this is something of a same old song and dance, and that resonated with me, because... We look back at a lot of these older games uh, with rose-colored glasses. We're really, you know, all oh, the days of Street Fighter 4, the days of Street Fighter 3, Street Fighter 2, Street Fighter Alpha even. And we don't tend to look at, like, the sins that were committed by those games. And for someone like me, and then I would say, Stephen, you're in the same camp as well, we've been around paying close attention since about Street Fighter 4. For me, it was about halfway through that game's life or so. Yeah, but both Catalysts, and uh, Majin Tinshan have been uh, paying attention on that level for longer. We all know the problems of Street Fighter V, and we will reiterate those for comparison contrast sake. But I want to go back, and I want to look at the chapters before this, and try to point out the times where Capcom, or the Street Fighter games you could say in general, dropped the ball, and in the eyes of the community, lost charisma, where people were talking about something for a while, like input lag, like a shoddy launch, things along those lines. And uh, You
3: mean lose charisma, like? killing the entire fighting game community for a decade that could be part of it yes and,
1: and I'm, I'm sure we're going to get to that and so what i want to do here is i don't want to try to absolve street fighter 5 of any sins that's not my point my point is to kind of get an idea of how much worse if at all is street fighter 5 and kind of put things into perspective because I bet you we're defaulting a little bit too hard, and it's understandable why, to hating this game. And my evidence most recently for that, I've been very candid on the pod, like I'm, I'm not, I, I don't love the game in a lot of ways. And uh, I've written three update articles on the, uh, like trying to assess where the game is at now after the season five update was put into place the first one was a little bit hopeful i was excited for kage the second one was but here are the reasons why i'm pretty nervous about things and then the third one came after evo japan which to me was not a conclusive bit of evidence but about as good of a look as we could have gotten for this game right now as possible and I'm very excited and have a newfound hope and if you go to the comments there's like upwards of like 150 in there a lot of them are people going no way I'm basically they're saying I'm not ready to to give this game hope I've been no I don't like the game and even though it seems to be doing something really well or really right all of a sudden I'm not down with it and so I wonder if that's a little bit unjust at this point although like I say very understandable so, having said all that, I want to just sort of go through the sins of Street Fighter 5, and it, there doesn't necessarily need to be a direct correlation, like it doesn't need to be the same exact scenario, because that's just not what's going to happen, but an easy place to start is the beginning, and that is a shoddy launch where we got about two-thirds of a game, and that was a first impression, and everything that came after that was through this lens of remember the launch remember uh, all the issues that were with that let's go to Street Fighter 3 and talk about that launch because we were (laughs) that's I think one of the easiest places to go and hey it is similar to what we're talking about here so uh, I'll turn it over to Catalyst can you tell me a little bit about what Street Fighter 3's launch was like
3: uh the the thing about Street Fighter 3 is coming hot off the hills of Street Fighter 2, and it was the hyped game. Um you, Capcom before Valve was infamous for not being able to properly count to three, right? Uh it was like, hey, where's Street Fighter 3? Well, here's Alpha. You know, like here's X-Men versus Street Fighter. Like, well, here's finally Street Fighter 3, the game you've been waiting for. Um, and Capcom felt the the pressure of that, and the game comes out and it's very different. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on with it the thing about it is actually street fighter 3 was very well thought of even back then just most people thought the game was boring it was a very boring and vanilla game and there's actually an article i did a few years back uh which you can google very easily and i just i talk about all the complaints and stuff of of games um like back in the day or you can go look at alt.games.sf2 on google groups you can go do a bunch of things and you will see the mass amount of complaints about street fighter 3 being a good game just completely boring and this is one thing i will say about street fighter 5 is that there are a lot of complaints about the game but being boring is not a complaint i very often hear about this one usually it's too volatile it's too extreme there's all this stuff kind of going on that that was not an issue here um that is not an issue i should say with some of the the older games um but with street fighter 3 super street fighter 4 like the, the all the um the the topping characters on that one were all turtles basically they were all charge characters people got super pissed off about the game and once marvel 3 hit like people are like get street fighter 4 out of here the game is dead it's boring we don't want to see this anymore uh marvel 3 is a way better game uh let's get on to street fighter cross tech and let's get on to these other games like forget about street fighter 4 the game is dead done boring we don't
1: want to see it anymore What was boring about Street Fighter 3? Just the slow pace and the footsies? Uh, Here,
3: I'll I'll actually go back and just quote my article here
1: (laughs) because I've got it right in front of me.
3: But uh, but they say flat out, uh, I like the super jumps, I like the parries, but these cannot make up for the fact that Street Fighter 3 is boring. Like, they like the new mechanics, but overall the game just kind of sucks. Um, and, and Street Fighter 3 had every chance to do well, but it didn't. It didn't do well because it's boring, abusive, and overhyped. Uh, and then, uh, last quote here, parrying takes some skill. Yes, but once you know that skill, you've just lowered the game into something very, very boring. Since all you do is poke and try to avoid being parried yourself. Does that sound familiar to anyone like out there that's following this <laughs> stuff? Could you replace a few of those terms in there for something? But but yes, there it is.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nick, do you uh, agree with that assessment? Do you, or do you remember people feeling that way as far as the game being boring and, and people's reactions to it in the earliest days? What did you? Uh,
0: um, well, I wasn't actually part of the FGC back then. Like, I'm not that old uh i started <laughs> thank no. you nick for saying i'm that old but <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh, I, i'm not i am not that og i should say oh, um, much better yes because uh when i really started getting into the fgc was also around street fighter 4 the thing is i am a history buff so i've read up on a lot of stuff but i can't obviously not answer what it was like right then because i don't know okay so history yes. buff yes what has your research yielded? My research is focused almost entirely on 3rd Strike. Uh, I never bothered with New Generation and 2nd Impact, but if you look at 3rd Strike, I mean, it's similar to the new versions in Street Fighter Four as well as the new seasons in Street Fighter V, where obviously you kept introducing new aspects in response to fan feedback, at least to some extent. So this thing with selectable supers that gave you different levels of meter management, it's probably a response to what John was talking about, where people thought the game was just kind of boring, right? Uh, same with uh, newer characters, because Yurien, he came in Second Impact, I believe, and he's one of the crazier characters in uh, Street Fighter 3. Uh, Makoto also, you know absolute in one hit death if you do it the right way she came in third strike so i yeah i think they got a little bit more creative most likely due to fan feedback so uh, even though i wasn't around at that time i would i mean i can see what john's talking about and i totally believe that was the reaction to it
3: yeah, and one of the easy ways to see it too is if you look at the Platinum Titles page on Capcom's website where they show all their games that have sold a million or more copies, um, there's not a single entry there for Street Fighter 3. Uh, but you can see Street Fighter 2, Street Fighter 4, Street Fighter 5, a number of verse games, and Alpha 3 up there as well. Uh, this game was not well received and it's, it's actually amazing to me how much people look back upon it with fond memories and are like, oh man, this game was so amazing and so this and so that. And I'm like... Sure. Yeah. I mean, I I think it was that way for some people, but for like the collective community at large, like Street Fighter 3 was a massive failure. This... Almost destroyed the fighting game community and it, it hurt it very badly for 10 years. Um, you know, people can say what they want about Capcom fighting games, but overall, like a lot of fighting games went away during that period of time and they were like, yeah, this market is saturated. We can't do any better. Um, all this kind of stuff. It wasn't until Street Fighter 4 came back that we saw all these other fighting game you know companies come back and shout outs to NRS and, and Namco Bandai. They clearly kept you know games coming along during that period of time as well, but uh, Street Fighter three. It's just. It's still mind blowing to me how much people put it up on this pedestal because of its crappy balance, because of all the other problems that it had. And it's like, man, do people want to look at this game as like this pinnacle of achievement when it very much was not. It was a maybe the most flawed game that Capcom has ever released in the Street Fighter series. Um, but yeah.
0: I'd like to jump in here because there's something you're missing here that's extremely important and that a lot of people are missing. Saying that it doesn't show up on the Platinum sellers list, there's a very good reason for that. Uh, Capcom were absolutely horrible during the late 90s at getting their arcade games to consoles. And you can look it up right here that Street Fighter III, uh, the first version, didn't come out on console until Third Strike had already been out in arcades. For half a year mm. So why would you buy Street Fighter 3 new generation when you know there's two versions later at your local arcade? For six months, so Capcom have been shooting themselves in the foot non-stop And then if you jump over to third strike it released on the Dreamcast about a year after it came out in arcades Problem with the Dreamcast is that is a console that did not do well. It didn't come anywhere except Dreamcast until 2004 It came out on PlayStation 2 and Xbox. Also, on top of that, the version on PS2 and Xbox is not well regarded by people who played it on the arcade. So five years after its arcade release, it came out on a console that didn't do horribly. So it's no wonder that it's not on the Platinum Seller's list. And this is the same case for Darkstalkers. Capcom did the exact same thing with Darkstalkers, where they would release the game on console well after the sequel was already out in arcades. So what's the incentive to buy it at that point?
3: Uh, And I will say that... um... I think the other side of that coin is that the games did not do that well, so Capcom did not make it a big priority to get them on the consoles as soon as possible. Uh, They're a business, and they're a business in there to make money. And if they think they can make money, and I get we make a ton of jokes at Capcom's expense about their ineptitude, Uh, one thing that they do typically do is get their games out there on multiple platforms in a reasonable time frame arcade ports are kind of notorious for sometimes taking a while um, but i will say that that i do think it is an indictment on Street Fighter 3 and just how well not well received the game was that it took them so long to port it to various consoles where you saw the same thing like with the the alpha games and Street Fighter 2 and other stuff they showed up much much sooner and on the more mainstream mm-hmm. platforms like you know the Sega like Saturn PlayStation etc.
0: Right, but the fi- the thing is, by the time First Strike came out, PlayStation and Saturn were already out, like out of the running, you know? The PlayStation were kind of dead. Everyone was waiting for the PS2. And then I, I think it's a combination of bad timing and bad um, porting from Capcom, which obviously also it plays out. Um, it plays into what you were saying, which is they didn't make it a priority, and then you can logically follow the thread. Why didn't they make it a priority? Okay, it didn't do well in arcades. That's entirely possible, but it's very important to note how Capcom really, really messed up the console releases for this. Um, I actually looked it up when I did a Dark piece a few months ago because I was shocked at how poorly they handled that, and Third Strike or Street Fighter Three series in general was the exact same thing. I just want to
3: point out to Nick as well um, that when it mentioned that we're talking about Platinum games and we're also talking about re-releases. Well, Marvel 2's re-release is in their Platinum sales. Uh, Darkstalkers Resurrection and Street Fighter 3 is not in their Platinum sales. Those games both got re-releases and they did not do nearly as well as Capcom wanted. I know that with Darkstalkers Resurrection in particular, they said the game really did poorly compared to what their expectations were for it um so again what you said nick that's still valid as well but there's also here the re-releases getting into the platinum titles and whatnot and showing up uh being a thing too and again it's it's a big it's a big negative for both Darkstalkers and street fighter 3 i think of how well those games did not perform uh despite even the
0: re-releases that
3: they did a good job with
0: so absolutely uh, i will say in third strikes case i know a lot of first strike heads and uh the problem with Online Edition is it's not uh, that good of a port either. It's better than a PS2 version, but the best console port is still the Dreamcast version. Darkstalkers Resurrection, however, is a good port, and Darkstalkers just doesn't sell.
1: In the context of what we're talking about here, because a, a major part of this that I don't think we can divorce away from it, is the way that the community reacted to these issues. And nowadays, with where we're at, we've got, you know, crossplay and online capabilities and you know street fighter 5 being in an arcade is sort of like a secondary thing i don't know that any of us nick you've played in arcades but i don't think any of us have um otherwise uh, it's it's evolved into a different thing of course um, than it was, you know, for Street Fighter III's case. But would people be upset at all about this lack of options, or was the expectation just, well, it's going to be somewhere in arcades, and that's all I really care about at this point? And does, I mean, I guess I'm asking, John, do you oh, remember if there was any kind of negative reaction console to sales, that? Uh, there was a
3: period, I think, maybe in the early 90s where arcades were, were still beating consoles, but pretty much from around the mid-90s onwards, um, the, the console port ended up being a way bigger deal. Uh especially again uh, as those um that generation of consoles ended up catching up and being pretty much like arcade level, you know, machines. The Super Nintendo was like kinda close, like you could kind of squint and say sure arcade level, but after that it pretty much was you had arcade power, you know, at your fingertips. You know, look at the PlayStation port of like Tekken and all that kind of stuff. And you were good. You know, um the the Sega Center port of Virtual Fighter. Like you were you you could definitely, you know, cite little differences, but overall you had it so the console ports were as far as i could see a much larger money maker uh and i mean you can just kind of see it now it's why arcades died uh if arcades were still making money hand over foot i should say hand over fist um or hand over foot for fighting games sure there we go um uh (laughs) you know they they would not have died out like they have it's businesses are, are in business to make money so
1: sure okay and then so when let's let's kind of drum up with whatever else we have for street fighter 3 here as far as the uh the sins that this game had because like you mentioned this was no small actor in taking at least capcom fighting games and you can argue the fgc into like a 10 year yeah fighter. i would say capcom so what else contributed games. to that
0: um hmm. i actually have one uh that i don't know if it actually contributed but it's a common or it did contribute but the How should I say? It's a little bit of a misconception, because the thing is, a lot of people bring up that Street Fighter 3 did not have the most recognizable characters from Street Fighter 2, which is absolutely true, and that this might have been, like, a a big factor in why it didn't do so well. That's true, but I think something people really need to look at is that, once again, in that sense, Capcom did shoot themselves in the foot, because Street Fighter 3 was releasing simultaneously as Street Fighter Alpha which did have all those classic characters. So, I mean, from my perspective, it feels like Capcom kind of sent Street Fighter 3 out to die. You think they planned that from the
1: beginning, or when did they make that decision? When did they say, oh, well, Irredeemable will take it out to I passion. don't think
0: they went out with that as their plan, because why would you want to lose money? Of but course not. But I think they really didn't think things through at all, especially, you know, because, uh, for example, it was like, uh, I read an interview uh, where they talked about Chun-Li in First Strike uh, an interview from way back in 99 and they said a factor in adding her was her popularity and her recognizability and like to get more people to try out Street Fighter 3 and it's like this is the same thing as the Street Fighter V launch in the sense that you release a game with 16 characters and you want to have the casual audience embrace it when you have a game for a third of the price with 44 characters fully available digitally on every console that, or, or every platform, PC and P- PS4, uh, that has Street Fighter V. And it's the same thing here. You release a game like Street Fighter Three, and you get rid of all these characters that people kind of love and feel are iconic. That's one thing. But you do it while at the same time having a brand new game which features all of these characters. I mean some something went wrong here, clearly. Like mm-hmm. I think they while I don't know if they're community uh, I can I can chime
3: into this because I, I do remember Capcom talking about this and they really felt so much pressure to deliver on Street Fighter 3 as like the biggest and greatest fighting game of all time that is what Street Fighter 3 was supposed to be I want to be very clear about this from the moment Street Fighter 2 came out everyone was talking about what Street Fighter 3 was gonna be and Capcom felt that sure. that that energy and that, that like oh man we have to deliver it they came out with Champion Edition and then people were like oh, Oh, I mean, well, this is cool. Like, okay, it's not Street Fighter three, but Street Fighter III is coming, right? Oh, it's going to be amazing. All this kind of <laughs> stuff. And, and how many times Capcom did not deliver the game and when it finally came out, like, again, they were feeling a tremendous amount of pressure to deliver on the best oh, fighting game I can game imagine ever. that. I can yes. imagine and, that.
2: You know, that really feels like a... It it feels like that's such a, a common thing for Capcom, right? Like all this build up, and then you get to the actual reveal, and people are like, "Uh, oh, okay, like that's that's interesting, right?" It's like there's so much. <laughs> it's build up. Kage in eight months of silence. Uh, yeah. and way. we're gonna get into some <laughs> stuff a little bit later with Street Fighter Four that's in that vein. But it's it's interesting that that's a pattern I've I've noticed with this company where it's like they're building this stuff up, this hype is generated, and then it's like, "Yes, we finally get it." Oh, okay, interesting. Abigail making car noises. Okay, uh, mm-hmm. I have
3: to drop a bomb on this and just say i think capcom pulled a star wars and subverted expectations with street fighter 3 and said hey you know what we're not going to put all the characters you're expecting in this uh, people got wind of that and like hey we want those characters back and they realized that was a dumb choice to make and then we got the rise of skywalker i don't know i, I want to get off the star wars comparisons there <laughs> before the internet just kills me because that's what's going to happen in about two seconds but again when you feel the pressure to to create the best fighting game that has ever been made, and that literally was the pressure on this game, uh, you do some stuff that's a little bit bonkers because you're trying to just meet that expectation. Instead of just putting out a great game, you're trying to just blow everyone's socks off in a way that, that has never been done before,
1: and there it is. Well, you can draw a little bit of a parallel too, because none of this is going to be apples to apples. It just can't be because even just the time of, you know, the early 2000s and 2016 to 2020 are different in so many significant ways. But think about what Street Fighter 4 did. It reinvigorated the entire fighting game scene, in a, but then it also had online, it had all of this new potential, and it had all of this momentum, and then we transitioned into Street Fighter Five, carrying that momentum, but Capcom also has to face the, the transition into eSports and make that part of their experience, and like, again, expectations were really high because Street Fighter four set them there. And, and so did some of the other, you know, like Marvel versus Capcom three and such, but like everything was just a flow. And then now you need to deliver. And, and also you need to deliver while breaking this new ground that you are not at all familiar with. Uh, Good luck. (laughs)
0: Um, I I just want to bring up one thing that's not really related to the subject at hand, but it's a common misconception that John and I actually uncovered um, because we were discussing the longstanding rumor that Ryu and Ken were originally not meant to be in Street Fighter 3. And uh, I'd never seen a source for this. People have been saying it for over 10 years. Never seen a source at all. Uh, John... uh, John, John was pretty sure he'd heard it as well, like, back in the day. I had heard yeah, it Yeah, of before. course. Or, or like, I, I, mean, I, yeah. I mean, I've heard so, of it. So, uh, John actually did track down what probably is the original source, which was uh, interviews in Japanese. And uh, it's a misinterpretation because uh, it's from... Uh, they, they do bios for all the characters. I believe this is actually for uh, New Generation, so it's the very first, uh, Street Fighter 3. And uh, in the part about Alex, it says... Um, Alex was decided to be the main character when Ryu wasn't even in the game. And that's what people have taken and assumed, oh, Ryu wasn't in the game. But... I mean, I can see yes, why they Yes, but then, that. then you turn the page to the part about Ryu and Ken. And this paints a very different picture, which obviously it's taken extremely out of context. Because in the Ryu and Ken area, it says... When you put the name Street Fighter on a game, Ryu and Ken must be in it. If they weren't in it, why would we ever call it Street Fighter?
3: Except for, there's another quote that we got very recently, where at some point in development, Ken was not in the game. Yes. And and, they, and Nick, I, can you read that quote as well?
0: Yes, um, there's a interview that's recent, it's very new, where they talk about Ken specifically, where they mentioned that they were, let me see if I can find the exact Ken quote here, because they were talking about it as if there are, there were, like, waves of characters for the first Street Fighter 3 as well, and Alex and Ryu were part of this first wave, so they were planned from the very start, while Ken was in a second wave which they decided to add him because they didn't have enough characters in the game they needed more and then they added ken so ryu was always in street fighter 3 according to capcom's own interviews from the time and more recent interviews
3: so unless they come out and say that you know um the net code can't be fixed but it can be and stuff like that because capcom's never contradicted each other with statements about stuff it's (laughs) that's never happened so there could be an interview we have not uncovered that completely disconfirms ryu as being a launch character but from we've found multiple interviews now and multiple like screenshots and other stuff of betas and other things and ryu has been there and so was ken from the get-go but they just recently again confirmed like he came in like a second wave in the alpha or beta or somewhere in there um that he got added to the game but but there it is is. Yeah,
0: it seems likely that Ken. Uh, there was never a playable build for the public without Ken, probably. Because what they were talking about at the time was uh, they were trying to make Hugo for the first three. He came in Second Impact. They were trying to make him for New Generation, but he was too big and took too much time. Uh, so he, he took like as much time as free characters. So they decided, why don't we make free characters instead? And they didn't say exactly which ones these were. They only mentioned Sean at that time. Uh, but seeing as Sean was part of this second wave, and we know from a different statement than one of those interviews that Ken was also part of the second wave, it seems safe to assume that Ken, Sean, and someone else uh, were added in place of Hugo, and then they eventually finished Hugo in second impact.
1: Hmm. I also want to qualify before we move on from Street Fighter 3 that the idea that it's a boring game obviously resonated with a lot of people because you're talking about the general public And uh, but you're not necessarily talking about the hardcore competitive crowd. And we watch like, uh, what's it called? Uh, Why is it escaping my mind right now? What's the yearly Third Strike Cooperative Cup?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cooperation Cup.
1: Yeah. And that's always amazing. Like we, we will do highlights from that. And it's really exciting. But it's very much from the point of view of a competitor who's who can appreciate the intricacies of footsies and spacing and doesn't have to have fireworks crazy sequences all the time just a a good whiff punish is all we need um so it's not to say that that game is you know just objectively boring but it did not resonate with the general crowd and i just want to point that out because i know there's a lot of people who love street fighter 3 i very much enjoy playing street fighter 3 i played on the cabinet whenever we go up to uh, to phoenix and uh it's it's definitely a good time but Moving on from there is a game that I think resonates a lot more with a lot of the fighting game community of today, and we can get Steven in on this conversation too, and, and I can probably chime in now more with um, more facts and whatnot, but Street Fighter IV, this was, uh, it's, it's got to be my favorite, and it's a lot of people's favorites, the o ers generation, and, and there are a lot of people that uh, joined the FGC because of this game, so uh, it's looked at very fondly, but it wasn't without its own sins. So, Stephen, what's uh, what's one of the biggest sins that you got in your research of uh, Street Fighter Four?
2: Yeah, it's funny going back to look at the you know the missteps of Street Fighter Four, right? Like we we look back at that game with again the, the rose colored glasses or whatever, right? And you you look at that and you go, man, that game was so great, and there was so many good things. I about actually
1: it. hated Rose. She was a <laughs> yeah, hard counter to my uh, character. But... I hated
2: Rose as well. I didn't have option selects for her. <laughs> I think everybody here hated Rose. <laughs> everybody, so, all four of us hated Rose for sure. So, um, but yeah, like you go back and you look at some of the sins there and they aren't too far off from what we're seeing in street fighter five. I think one of the biggest ones that comes to mind and probably the first one that comes to mind for a lot of people is arcade edition and the release of Yun and Yang. Um, those characters were ridiculously strong. Uh, young in particular, uh, was the one that took off more, but there were, there were a lot of Yang players as well. Um, it's pretty wild because you come right off of Super Street Fighter 4, which was a pretty darn balanced game, it felt like, and a lot of the more Turtle characters were the ones who were rising to the top, right? They were usually, they were considered the best in the game. And then, you know, there was an interview where Ono mentioned that some of the characters in Arcade Edition were purposely designed to be ridiculously good because it makes for good competition it gives people characters to hate basically
1: uh okay that's that's a hundred percent where we're going with this mm -hmm. really quickly though because i want to keep this discussion within something of a box because it could very easily explode into everywhere Mm -hmm. when we're talking about balance I'm, uh, and I've, I've talked to everybody here about this previously, but I don't, uh, fighting game balance is hard, and I don't think we're ever gonna get to a perfect spot with it. And you can point out balance issues across the board, that doesn't take them off the table but I want more of egregious, memorable issues that resonated with the community. And that's where you're getting at here mm-hmm. with A.E. Young. Yes. But I, otherwise we could be here all day talking about you know, Sean's Crouching Medium Punch or something mm-hmm. like that, and I don't wanna get into that. But yes, A.E. Young was a, a moment, and the mm-hmm. fact that they did it on purpose. Yep. What the hell? I, and I have
3: to jump in here and say, imagine this quote, because we, we, we remember this quote. We remember it being a big deal. Mm-hmm. And, and Stephen, what year was this at, that to put us out? Like 2010 or 2011 that he put this quote out there that he said it?
2: Yeah, I believe it was around 2011. Yeah. Yep.
3: Imagine this quote here in 2020 with social media. we doing things differently. Well, imagine any of this in 2020 The internet would explode it is the the huge difference that the microcosm of events that happens now in this day and age was this stuff it is just night and day different but yes mm-hmm.
1: i was gonna actually hold that till maybe the end to to kind of recap that but i, I mean it's it's sort of out there now but yes that's something else to take into account with these different generations. Right now, the way that information travels, even the smallest things will explode into to issues. And and that's both good and bad. But take for a second these other issues from previous games and previous chapters and just think about, well, what if they happen today and how would people respond today about these I think that will uh, enrich your processing of this whole thing. But I'm sorry, Stephen. No, Steven, right. Go on. And
2: just to kind of uh, piggyback on that a little bit, I mean, the, the fighting game community is so you know conditioned now to think like, hey, if there's a major issue with a game, it's going to get patched out, right? That that's kind of the way that stuff works now with modern fighting games, where it's like, if there's a major glitch or a major you know a character is just way too strong, a lot of times in usually in a couple months, maybe we'll see a patch that comes out that. Addresses this thing, right? Like, we're seeing this right now with Tekken 7 and Leroy is a season three character who's just kind of dominating right now. A lot of people feel he was way too strong and he's got he already got nerfed and now they're going to nerf him further, right? In another patch. And it's like that's what we're conditioned to kind of think now. So, a lot of a lot of the feedback that comes from you know uh, modern games now is with that mindset, right? But back in the day, it was like we're getting an update maybe every year, maybe, maybe you know, a little bit more than a year. I mean, Street Fighter 4 was like most of the updates were you know beyond a year right and it's like i think we had one that was eight months apart but that's usually when that character came out or when that issue arose you were stuck with it and a lot does that
1: make people feel more demoralized or more angry that like oh now i have to deal with this forever i'm sorry Mm demoralized and angry that they're gonna to have to deal with this for a long time without any change coming down the pike anytime soon or do they just go well it's the way it is i'm gonna to have to deal with it and kind of have a, a better attitude uh towards I it i think
2: it was more people were accept more accepting of it just because that's the way it was it was like well i mean i can mm-hmm. complain about it but we're probably not getting an update for you know another year right and like that's just the way it is i can either play it or i cannot play it right and we didn't know any other way now it's like if something lasts for that long it's like what the hell are these companies doing right like because we have that instant hey we can get it patched out now and people know that using twitter and social media they can have a voice that's loud enough and get that across the developers and now we can get this stuff changed a lot easier right and so it's it's a different thing right so when you look at something like street fighter 5 and the problems there it's like yeah they're really bad but also we have this unprecedented level of connectivity now with social media and everybody's got a voice and we have patches that come out every month. Like there's so much more to this now that it feels really big and, and maybe it is that big, but it's also a different time period. And, and that's the thing to keep in mind, right? That it's, it's a different time. It was a different time back then. It's a different time now. And all this to say that AE young was still total bullcrap, though, because,
1: well, so why was he bull crap let this point? Just you guys, we all went through it. What are your some of your feelings? Because the community was pissed about mm-hmm. it. The community was pissed before he even came out because they gave they gave like the properties of the character. I don't know if it was like a full-on list of patch notes or, or, or mm-hmm. just what the character could do. But I remember talking about it before they were even out um, and and people were like, this is going to be easily the best character mm-hmm. in the game. And sure enough, he, he easily was. Yeah,
2: I mean, he, he was just stacked with tools. I mean, first of all, he had great damage. He had great combos, lots of juggles, uh, amazing corner carry. Uh, he had a dive kick with a very low height restriction. Uh, so he yeah. could just dive kick all day from all ranges and be safe. Uh, EX Launch Punch uh, was plus one on block, I believe, so he got in safe. Uh, It led to a combo after that, too, which corner carried you. Uh, A command throw that was throw invincible and fast and led to a combo. I mean, Ganejin Super, which was just ridiculous. Like, he had so many different things that he just dominated he was just so all over the place right and you had a ton of different players picking him up I mean you had Daigo, Momochi, Kazunoko I mean Marn was out there doing stuff with him like there was like eight or nine different young players that were actively placing at the time and it's just it was just kind of that it's kind of Rashid right but just I, it might even have been at a higher level because they he was so good it was just crazy and it, it kind of made everybody groan collectively right and uh, it once 2012 dropped, which the crazy thing that I found during the research was that we had Arcade Edition for a full year. We had to sit with Yun and Yang and, you know, really good Fei Long as well for a full year before they got patched, right? And then, you know, version 2012 came in, in 2011, and or December 2011, and, and then they finally, you know, nerfed those characters. But, like, man, just think about that nowadays, right? I mean, I know we've lasted with Rashid for this long, right? But not from you know capcom has been trying to nerf him quote unquote um but it's like man we had a full year of Yun where just we had to take it it was like that's the character everybody's going to use them what can we do we can either play or we cannot play right mm-hmm. um and when uh, version 2012 dropped dude the patch notes were nuts for him just nerfs across the board damage reductions all over the place height restriction increased on the dive kick command throw no longer throw invincible uh, just slower command throw, all kinds of stuff, just nerfs all over. It's, it's wild, dude. They took the machete to him, and, and rightfully so, right? Because it was just, he was so wild, and so many people were just so tired of seeing him and, and just upset with him being there, right?
1: I mean, he still wound up being arguably the best character <laughs> yeah. in, when the game was finished and when we got all the way to Ultra, and I don't know if he got a few more buffs. I know that Red Focus was a, a big deal for mm-hmm. him, but Kazunoko won the, the last Capcom Cup, yeah. right, with Yun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know
0: John's a huge fan of the character's DP, oh, yeah. that wasn't
1: <laughs> awesome.
0: Uh, yeah, what, Yeah, i just like to jump in for one thing. Uh, actually, Steven, uh, we, as in tournament players, had Arcade Edition for half a year. It came out on arcades one year before, but... Mm, that's right, what it okay, was. Right. I was saying the other day, I
1: was like, oh man, I thought it, it was, was like six, six months. months and then they really yeah. quickly patched. Gotcha, okay, gotcha. And that's what it was then then people were talking about why
0: he was so much better, is because yeah, they were playing... Yeah, so everyone right. knew mm-hmm. about Yun but no tournaments were being played on arcade, but you got the videos, well, somewhere in Japan, but not the big ones. So you got all these right. videos, you saw how crazy he was, everyone knew Yun, and everyone was kind of dreading the arcade edition console update, even though everyone was kind of hoping for it, it was really mm-hmm. divisive. And then it came in June, it hit, uh, Yun dominated everything. I mean, he wasn't alone, because <laughs> Feilong Long won right. Evo that year with Fudo. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, Yun and Fei Long were both absolutely insane, and To be honest, Yang was absolutely insane, but he was just not as insane as those two, so it didn't matter. Uh, And yeah, then it took them half a year, then they actually patched it, but that half year of tournaments was wild. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Can you imagine if they released a really overpowered new character to Japan or anywhere without releasing them to the rest of the world nowadays and how people would oh, react man. to that? That's just like that would be the silliest thing ever. And this was just a few years ago where this was just. yep. Mm-hmm. No. So <laughs> another testament to how things change. Uh, there were a few other characters um, while we're on the subject of characters where Street Fighter 4. I would say it distracted the community to the point where you almost couldn't talk about the game without bringing up these these issues with these characters. And I'd say that would come in uh, Elena and DiCaprio. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and DiCaprio is a funny situation because uh, we were talking earlier about, you know, we started the podcast talking about the doing things differently quote, right? And, and how we had eight months of silence, basically. And and I laughed because I was researching the DiCaprio stuff and realized that there was another point in history where Capcom basically had eight months of torturing the community with not saying something. And then when it finally got revealed, people were like, oh, OK, yeah, that's great. Uh and that was well, not only they
1: they were saying some stuff, right? Weren't they saying it's not DiCaprio? But yeah, it might almost, have actually been almost. worse
2: because yeah. Yeah, you had Ono out there trying to hype up the character and, like, giving all these, like, misleading hints and stuff. And the the infamous, like, only four people on the internet of, like, 65-whatever-million people that have been guessing were, were correct, right? Only four people have gotten it right so far. And, and everybody was saying, like, DiCaprio and Cammy clone and stuff, right? And, yeah. Uh, it was rough.
0: Yeah, because I, I distinctly remember that time extremely well. Uh, because uh, it started, like we have one more character and everyone was like, okay, uh, Mm -hmm. it's going to be something cheap because, I mean, despite Relento, Elena, Hugo, and Poison being cool characters in Street Fighter 4 and actually being quite different from what they were in cross Tekken, it's still, you know, it's reused models. It's it's cheaper Mm -hmm. than other stuff. So, when people heard there's one brand new character, people were like, okay, it's going to be something cheap. And then, Capcom gave two specific hints. The first was, it's a female character Mm-hmm. And the other was, they exist in Street Fighter lore, but haven't been playable before. Right. So it's a character that exists, and it's a female, and about 80% of people said the Capre. and 20% mm-hmm. said Sarai, which is Ibuki's best friend. Mm -hmm. and almost no other characters were even in the discussion. And then after that had gone on for maybe two months, Ono comes out and is like, almost nobody has guessed the character, and that hyped the (laughs) hell out of everyone, because everyone was saying, oh, it's DiCaprio. Of course it's DiCaprio. And then everyone was like, wait, it's not DiCaprio? And then that went on for like, what, six months or something? Mm -hmm. And then it was DiCaprio, which everyone had been saying from the very start.
2: Yeah, and I do love that there was an interview with Ayano and Ono, and uh, he was talking about DiCaprio, and at that point, you know, DiCaprio hadn't been announced yet, but basically saying, giving more hints about the character, and, you know, he said, like, when she's released, she'd likely be a bit of a nuisance. In fact, when we finally reveal who she is, at least initially, probably nobody will be happy about it. And if that's not the realest (laughs) thing I've ever heard Ono ever say, I mean, that is just, my God, And, and man, we... If you look at the reveal story that we have on our site, right, and we have like 950 comments on that story, 950 comments with most people saying, this is terrible. I hate this. I can't believe that they did this. This character was not well received. I remember thinking to myself, wow, Cammy clone. Great. And that was pretty much the consensus. Uh, A lot of people felt that way. Uh, And it was just, again, it was one of those things where there was this big buildup. There was a lot of hype. Oh, my God. Who is it? We're trying to guess. And then the reality hits and you go, Oh, okay. Well, at least we got, you know, poison and Hugo and, you know, relentless stuff, right? Yeah.
0: So. The worst part about it is that the Capra in Street Fighter Four is a very unique character. Yeah. She's super unique, she's super exciting, Infiltration did tons of cool stuff with her, so did Knuckle Do. Mm-hmm. She was amazing. But mm-hmm. they completely made everyone hate her by just for no reason. <laughs>
3: Yep. So my my big takeaway from this guys is like we look at the messaging in Street Fighter 5 like right now like doing things differently and all that and then we look back at this stuff and we realize this is Capcom getting better. This is what Capcom like they've massively improved <laughs> from this
1: point. Like, Did this you is- just say this is Capcom getting better. If that's <sighs> first of all either my boss is wrong and I don't want to be under a boss that's wrong or you're right
0: and i've lost all hope (laughs) in humanity at this point so this is a lose-lose for me to me to me it sounds more like it's just capcom refusing to change i don't think they're getting better i just think they're doing the same crap all over again i remember being at that final round where she
1: was finally revealed and they gave out the shirts and and i mean the hype was there but the, the i mean that was on site and it's a different experience like we we felt like Capcom Cup went pretty well, and then you get out to the real world and be like, "Oh, it was not the same thing there." Uh, so yeah, definitely DiCaprio, a lot of issues there. I,
3: uh, hold on i i got I got to bring this up here real quick because we haven't gotten into it yet. I know we we're going back to Elena, but like overall, like I, I can't believe we're this far into our Street Fighter 4 discussion and we have not talked about Vortex
1: and Unblockables. Well, no, that's part of it because yeah. Elena is a more in the, I guess Elena and Yun, uh, but Yun was very clearly an issue for being just stupidly overpowered and they chose to do it on yeah. purpose which i think that they still chose to do some things in, on purpose uh, as evidenced as recently as the way they've handled this recent balance patch with street fighter 5 but they don't come out and flat out say that like we want g to have these ridiculous uh, uh you know v trigger one mixups and we're not going to do anything to stop it it's like well okay then you've made the clear conscious decision to make this character this way fine but to and, and but G's not as egregious as A. E. Young was. I don't think anyone would make that make that call. So this kind of falls into gameplay, Vortex, unblockables, things like along those lines were definitely moments where the community was like, this has to be changed. They were dominating discussions. Um, and then Elena, with her ability to basically change the game and, and you want to talk about boring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so I think that all kind of gets wrapped up and we can, we can discuss all of those as well. So jumping into the Elena thing though, what, what do we remember? I'm going
0: to I'm gonna start this because I have the most controversial opinion in the world regarding Elena. I do not mind Elena. I literally do not think she breaks the game at all. But I also think she's extremely good. I'm not stupid. I mean, I have eyes. But uh, another interesting thing about Elena in relation to Jan, as you were saying, they probably weren't mm, deliberately making her that strong because... Uh, right when Ultra came out, everyone was saying Elena was probably the worst of the new characters, her or Hugo, and obviously that didn't hold up in the end. Because mm-hmm. I think a very big part of Elena being so powerful is that she was an amazing counter pick. Because you saw very few people actually play just Elena and do well. I think Justin Wong did, but even even players like Gamer B, who brought like brought her to Evo Grand Finals, he was still using mainly on but he had Elena for some matchups.
1: And she wasn't regarded necessarily as a top tier in breaking the game in that way, but it was just that she was so far out to the side with this ability to heal unlike anybody else could, and she was changing the way the game was played, and... You could argue that it was interesting because it's still very much like, well, okay, well, now you have to play this new game and that's interesting in and of itself, but in the same problem that you could compare it to Third Strike and how people mm-hmm. perceived it as boring, even if you know a lot of us competitors are like, oh, that's not boring at all. Well, the general public is not a huge fan of this and people are going to be distracted by this in a negative way. And I think that's the significance. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and
2: with Elena, too, she was able to, you know, the the whole thing that the whole game plan for her was, was surrounded or, you know, was uh, was based on her healing ultra, right? And, and just in the game where yeah. she had really good normals and you could focus attack, you know, you could focus through moves and absorb attacks and build ultra, like she could just be the ultimate runaway character and she ends up being this tank right because you're you're hitting her you're knocking her down you're doing damage but then she builds it right back up she gets a, a single you know anti air dp or whatever and then she goes into healing now she healed now she's safe and she can kind of keep doing that and drag these matches out for really long. And I think that's where a lot of the frustration came from that character. Because it was like, damn, this is really cheap and it's it gets boring. It's like, man, I, we don't want to see this for that long, right? And how many times did we hear that healing, right? Like her yelled at for a match, right? Like every round it was at least three, right? So it just, yeah, it got ridiculous.
0: In, in retrospect, it was probably a mistake on Capcom's part. Uh, to put the healing as the ultra because what they did for all the third strike characters was they would take all their free supers from third strike And two of them would become ultras and one would become the super It would probably have been smarter on their part to have healing be the super because I don't think people would have been as opposed to her being able to heal if she had to burn bar to get it, but mm-hmm. All four of yeah, because leader, ultra yeah. bar that's something you get automatically if someone hits you so she was basically getting rewarded with an extra life bar for getting beaten up
3: all right so you guys got to bring this i don't think she was ever. Home for me now i we, we talked about how street fighter 5 is not that bad in comparison to this like so how does this compare with street fighter 5 like I, I i hear you guys are talking about the problems of street fighter 4 kind of in a vacuum right now give me how this relates to our modern problems right now and, and how
1: this is better the worse the
3: same like like how does this wrap into it
1: well, I, and I, I don't want to necessarily say Elena is the XYZ of Street Fighter V, because th- there's just too much that doesn't translate. Um, but, I, well, one of the ways you could do that, that where, where I do think it does, um, you could compare some of like the mechanical and gameplay issues that Street Fighter V has had, stuff like anti-air jabs. Um, I think damage output, from what I've seen, it usually starts extremely high in vanilla versions and gets nerfed over time. That's what we certainly saw in Street Fighter 4, and I don't know what happened in Street Fighter 3, uh, but that's what's happened here in Street Fighter 5, and the damage output, especially with things like crush counters and V-Triggers, have been attended to and nerfed over time. There were like throw loops, things along those lines. And a lot of that has been acknowledged and changed in patch notes. Uh, Street Fighter 4, like I said, had like the Vortex, which is the first thing that pops out in my mind when I think about the issues of four and then to a lesser extent but certainly a very significant degree unblockables but I think that's kind of where you wanted to go I mean it's I look at the overall stuff and I go yeah look Street Fighter 5 is
3: way too dispositions towards offense and and it's just way too powerful right now we want it even toned down I think further potentially Uh, some people are very happy with season five some people are not it remains to be seen where we're actually at but we had major issues with this in street fighter four and capcom was not even able to fix unblockables properly like to actually just enable you to block they had to add delayed wake up to the game to fix it they're like we can't what's going on we don't even know how our game works we'll just oh delayed wake up that's fine let's do it that way and like that was a janky solution that was not an elegant and well thought out solution that was like oh we're just going to make you avoid that scenario entirely because we can't fix this fundamental problem that has been created um and there it was. And then, but something that never really got fixed, and maybe it wasn't supposed to be, but was was Vortex in Street Fighter 4. A bunch of characters could just sit there and make you lock you down all day long. We were just talking about this with Seth, um, because he's coming out, or he, she, uh, they are coming out to Street Fighter 5 very soon. And we're going, is this going to be a Vortex character? Like, is this going to be a type of thing? Like, Street Fighter 5 is like, hey, one or two guesses and you're dead. At least you've got the opportunity to do a guess. In Street Fighter 4, Seth, if he guessed right, you got no guesses. You got a big, fat zero. You just had to sit there and hold it online, Tony. Shout-outs to you. You made me hate the game, but I love you for it. But there it is. And, and yeah, so that's, that's where I go with this stuff. It's like, man, do people did people forget about this stuff? Like, literally, we were dealing with this for years. And is, is it just because we're in 2020 that people don't remember? Like, this stuff
1: hurt bad. Like, this was... Well, oh. Can you imagine... It's basically robbery characters without needing a V-trigger yes. to do it. Yeah. It- Here's the argument that I would give against that, though, is that we figured it out with Street Fighter 4, and the expectation is, okay, we re- we realize that's not what we want. Let's grow from there and not have that anymore, and, and it's a lesson learned that maybe that lesson wasn't fully learned. I mean, it was in some ways. We got rid of the unblockables, as far as I understand it, and, and we got... You know, there there certainly isn't vortex in Street Fighter Five and option selects like they clearly made an effort to get away from those problems that came up in Street Fighter Four, but they still have the the robbery. Uh, aspect I of need things.
0: to bring something up uh, here uh, that's Capcom learning actually in Street Fighter Five. Uh, they managed to avoid the situation they had in Street Fighter Four, where they were like fundamentally unable to fix uh, unblockables because it would break the game, right? In Street Fighter V, when it launched, and a lot of people have forgotten about this, there was a jump back OS, um, you know, where you got, what was it? You got FRO or you got a jump back uh, light or what was it? I don't remember. Yeah. Jump back
3: light kick. Yeah.
0: So they that seemed to be a similar situation because Capcom had to do a major change to the entire game to get that away, but they did. And that was to make FROs five frames instead of four.
3: And a big thing here where I was going to go in, sorry, bringing back up Street Fighter 3 again, that game was a big failure for Capcom overall because a lot of people didn't like it because it was too boring. And that was a major complaint about the game. And they have to keep the spice. They have to keep the energy in there. And so Street Fighter V got a little bit too overcorrected to do dominant of offense. It's like we don't want the game to be too defensive because people are going to get tired of that. We've heard that complaint over and over again. We've heard it with Super Street Fighter IV. We've heard it with Street Fighter III. We know that if we make too defensive of a game, people are just not going to play it. And and so they overcorrected and made a game too volatile and too explosive. Now I enjoy that, but I, I also understand that it's just, it's a bit too skewed towards offense right now. And there it is, but better that
1: than to have a boring game. Sure. And so we see the pendulum sort of swing back and forth and, When you're in the middle of it, when it's happening right in front of you and your emotions are going like exploding like a volcano and you want to throw your stick at the wall, it's easy to focus on that, only that moment and say, this really sucks, but... Having a discussion like this and looking back over and seeing where the pendulum was, seeing, well, maybe why is it this way? It's this way because Street Fighter 3 nearly killed things for being too boring. And Street Fighter 4's option selects and vortex um, um, issues were a massive threat to you know this, the game's success. So it's like, well, this is a response to that hopefully what we're going to expect uh, with Street Fighter 6 or whatever comes next is that pendulum to swing back just a little bit and not go as far as the uh, the problems were before, but not be where Street Fighter 5 is perhaps right now if there's issue there, which I, I do think that
3: there and is. one thing I want to bring up here is people might be saying, okay, you're comparing it to the past, but like, what about Street Fighter 5 in a vacuum? How about something like the input delay? And at first I thought there was no defense for that, but then I actually started thinking back a little bit and thinking about CRT. Input delay. That's called Cathode Ray Tube, and that's the TVs we used to play on before we went to like the flat screen LCDs that pretty much everyone uses, right? Uh, So, a huge thing that happened there is the Smash community who plays Melee, they very often have stuck with cathode ray tube CRT televisions because of the lack of input delay on them. Um, a CRT compared to a very modern and awesome LCD is about a frame faster uh, in terms of less input delay right now. And it's it's very hard to get like exacts right now because there's so few CRTs out there and so few people actually testing them against LCDs because when is the last time you saw someone come to you know, a Street Fighter tournament and bring a freaking CRT with them, right? Like that is, it's almost never happening. Um, but they're a frame faster in a lot of cases of what I could find and it's like hey that's one less frame of input delay that we could take out of these games entirely and guess what that's what we were doing in the alpha Street Fighter 2 and Street Fighter 3 days because we played primarily on CRT but in uh, 2009 and and so forth and on we switched over to LCDs having no idea that these freaking things were adding like an extra 2 to 3 frames of input lag on top of that so like a total of about 4 frames of input like over a CRT. Like, and I'm, I'm not saying like every single monitor in 2009 had that problem, but a lot of them did. So let, let's go ahead and do the math here on this real quick uh, Street Fighter 4 for the 360. Not the PlayStation. We'll get into that one in a second. But for the 360, <laughs> it had about five frames of input lag on it. And, uh, and Street Fighter V right now uh, has about 4.5. Yes, Street Fighter Five is actually better than Street Fighter Four in terms of input delay, even on the, the PlayStation 4. It is actually a better input delay optimized product and whatnot. So uh, anyway, so we take the, the 4.5 uh, input delay uh, of the 360, and then we add the, the LCD stuff onto it. And guess what we've got? About eight frames of input lag when we launched with the 360 version of Street Fighter 4. And how many people complained about that? How many people actually talked about the input delay? I'm sure there are some people out there, but almost no one was. But you know what community was? The Smash community. They're like, you know what? We have tested this. We know it works really well, but no one's going to freaking pay attention to the Smash community because all those guys are scrubs and they suck, right? Because Smash players don't know what they're talking about except they knew exactly what they were talking about and no one listened to them. And we were all idiots. And I I promise you that eight frames of delay that we complained about so heavily in Street Fighter V that impacted tournaments, that impacted outcomes. We know that that amount of input delay is a very bad thing for a game. And yet we played on it for years because we did not know any better, and we didn't care to know any better. And, and we only started caring about it when it was Capcom's problem, when it was our problem, where it was like, oh, we're not doing the research, we're not buying right, right monitors, all that kind of stuff. It's like, eh, whatever, kind of thing. But oh no, 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 no. Street Fighter Five, eight f- frames of input delay, Capcom. Oh, that's too far. That's going too far. When you guys, when you do it to us, mm, but when we do it ourselves, it's fine.
1: But there it is. <laughs> I did. I did play the beginnings of Street Fighter Four on our whatever the TV we had. It was a big, some big college big screen TV in uh, the the house that I lived in at the time, and I, of course I didn't know any better at the time. Uh, but after maybe a year or two, and I got involved in my local community, and they're a little more hardcore, and they've been playing competitive for a while. The standard quickly became, oh, you play on a monitor with minimal lag, you know, grab a, a BenQ or an Asus or whatever, you know, the big one was at the time. But anything that was played not on a monitor was not viewed as valid by any means. It was like, that's that's goofy and you'd never do that.
0: Yeah, I ran into that, like, especially for tournaments, people were very adamant about having the right type of monitors but it is also like john is saying a lot of people especially with the wave of new players that came with street fighter 4 they were just playing on whatever they had at home and a lot of that wasn't optimized
1: yeah yeah it's an evolution of expectations um before we move on from this really quick though john you mentioned the input lag for street fighter 4 and 5 and i'm not sure i caught all of that there but the the conclusion was that the input lag for street fighter 4 was actually worse uh but and i don't remember that ever being the because you know when they would do these tests especially recently to compare input lag they would always have street fighter 4 uh can you yeah go over real that?
3: quick uh 360 version of ultra street fighter 4 5 frames uh ps3 version ha 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 six frames not joking about that one and then the current version we're down to 4.5 in street fighter 5 so as much as people want to crap on street fighter 5 for being a crappy product and whatnot the awareness in the community has grown what we our expectations and everything you guys have been alluding to about you know how they handled the cap and, and dlc and how often we're updating these games yun would have never uh, flown in this day and age like what they did with them like people will be imagine if they, they said hey um we're gonna buff rashid and he's coming to the next version of the game in about a year and he's gonna be insane he's gonna be the best character we've ever put in the game good luck with that and have fun because we think the game needs to be unbalanced to be good that's literally what Ono basically did with Yun. And Yun was not an unknown character. In Street Fighter 3 Third Strike, there was many people who thought he was the best character in the game over Chun-Li. Uh, you could debate that back and forth. Most people think Chun-Li now, but there was a point in time where Yun was the best. And they're like, yeah, we're just going to go ahead and port him over this brand new game that we feel is somewhat well balanced and screw everyone over. Have fun with that.
1: Did you have more to that? Uh, no, I'm, I'm just losing my mind over Two, it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Young will have that effect on you. Hope he comes to Street Fighter Five. Just kidding. Uh, now, one thing I do want to say, though, is uh, as I, as I think about this and kind of like process this information, I don't want to get to the conclusion that, oh, well, because we were okay with it in old games, we should be okay with it now. Not at all. The expectation has evolved because that's how things, that's how progress happens. And for us yes. to say, well, because it wasn't there then, we shouldn't expect it now would be completely erroneous and would stop us dead in our tracks, we should have the expectation that Capcom learns their lessons and that they update with the times, and Capcom's not amazing about that, but, but, they have shown... The ability to do this to an extent. There has been progress. We just talked about uh, some of the major problems of Street Fighter 3 and 4. While they weren't necessarily completely fixed because maybe they went too far in the ways they were trying to fix them, the fact that they were actually trying to do so and attending to those, and we've seen progress been made in Street Fighter 5 over, uh, you know, just from Season 1 to Season 5, there is change happening. And a lot of the issues that we have now are issues only because of the information that we have now? So, yes, still complain, but take that into account. Realize that this is an evolving process, and new issues come up. More money, more problems. More information, more problems. You know, <laughs> the more we have, uh, the more that we're going to take issue with things. Put that into the you know the entire assessment you're making when you're thinking about Street Fighter Five, and if you're comparing it to like back in the good old days. Just know that it's not apples to apples. All right. So one of the biggest contributing factors here that I don't think
3: I've heard pretty much anyone talk about, and I talk about this because I'm an old man and I've seen it many times over again, and that's people aging out of fighting games because of life taking over. The FGC is typically a young person's game. You see the majority of the people competing are in their teens or early to mid-20s. While a few people hang on past that, most of them have made a business out of the FGC. Um, The bottom line is that responsibilities start to hit as you get older. Um, And this is not unique to the FGC. Uh, As many pro sports, once an athlete hits their mid-20s or is nearing 30, their window is typically closed for good. Like if they have not made it, they're probably not going to make it at that point. So existential FGC.
1: dread sets in <laughs> <laughs> oh man
3: uh, fgc members often start to want to get married and have a family in their mid-20s late 20s early 30s somewhere around there and making that happen on what our community is typically paid has been close to impossible it's possible for some but it's few and far between so for most people in the FGC, there's a small window where they can make a living doing this, and they can afford the risk of doing so. But reality starts to come knocking. Uh, whatever game community thing that that is going, you 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 start to see like the problems of Street Fighter Five, and you start to see the problems of your life going on, and you go, you know what? It's Street Fighter Five. It isn't me. It's that game. It's because this game is, you know, all this other problems and whatnot. And a huge takeaway from our discussions is these other games have problems that we overcame. They all have their issues and stuff. And and we learn to live with them and to deal with them. But when real life is kicking your butt and you're like, you know what? I don't have time for this BS anymore. That becomes the reason how come you're not playing, but it never becomes something that you say publicly. You never say, hey guys, I want to start a family. It's time to you know go home and be a family man, right? <laughs> how often, like literally how often have you heard pro players ever say that? They usually kind of walk away from the game quietly. Or they keep a little bit in the background. They kind of disappear. They kind of do their thing. We were just talking about Evo 2011, and and we were talking about the results there. Uh, Fudo took first place with Fei Long. That was his explosive on the scene kind of tournament happening he just got married big shouts to him uh but second place there was latif and played viper and and got i believe like a hundred win win streak like right before the week of evo uh great player i know he's still active in, in fighting games uh they call him the buff now because he used to be uh, because um, uh, he was the skinniest
1: yeah. dude i know and he's one of the buffest dudes <laughs> i know
3: and you know he's he just uh, he has clearly has a skill set to compete at the highest of levels, but he's got other responsibilities to do things. He was actually a Guilty Gear champion before that. He won Evo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, just an amazing player, and we haven't heard anything from him for a while because real life kind of got in the way, you know, as it often does. And, and I'm gonna paraphrase this bit from The Princess Bride, but life is damn hard, and anyone who says otherwise is selling something, and it's just it gets in the way and again there are great examples there of, of people holding down a job and competing 801 strider nemo uh they do normal work and they compete at the highest levels it's just few and far between i mean Sako
1: being a family man is part of his identity as a player because it's so rarely seen and justin wong's yes. kind of taking that route now but he's definitely like he wasn't in capcom cup this year you notice and he didn't travel very much at all he's, he's got his wife and kid and 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 uh you know content creation from home where it's easier that's a very recent and clear example there
2: yeah, yeah. He that's actually something he told me at Capcom Cup when I interviewed him, which is an interview that should be coming pretty soon, actually. But uh, yeah, he said he's just not really traveling much anymore, just trying to do the local stuff because of that.
3: Yeah, and, and there's nothing wrong with that at all. It's just rare that people talk about that publicly as a reason uh, that these games quote unquote suck you know it's like it's it's mm-hmm. it's so much easier to blame the game it's so much easier mm-hmm. to blame other things and not say that hey real life i've got 3 kids that's really hard to juggle a professional career, career playing fighting games and other stuff i i play fighting games for fun i play them at an okay level but I'm nowhere near the time that I I used to be able to invest in these games. I just can't. And I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that to my family. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I I do think it's important that we as a community are open to that now and accepting of it and and realize it's a reason sometimes we see the blowups on Twitter about this or that game sucking or the community losing touch and being completely out of reality and stuff. A lot of times it's that player aging out of what they used to be able
1: to do. Oh, man. I mean, that's certainly been part of my Street Fighter Five experience that I have to decide now. Like i I'm, I have so much me time. Is it gonna go to playing Street Fighter, like almost all of my me time went to in the in years before, or do I want to play some Heroes of the Storm? I just recently, I haven't played through Majora's Mask, and I just downloaded it on the Wii U. Thank you for letting me know that you could do that, Stephen. Some of that <laughs> is my me time now, and then a huge part of it is, hey, I'm in a relationship. I'm gonna spend my time with my girlfriend doing, you know girlfriend stuff and like facials and whatnot (laughs) whatever she wants to do uh point is i only have a little bit of time compared to when i used to and i have to pick and choose and if i'm like i'm not going to devote my time if it's like a frustrating experience on playing online uh but that might not have been the same case 10 years ago if you were to ask a 30 or 21 year old john Mm -hmm. all of that said uh, just in general, we've we've been kind of sticking up for Street Fighter V and I'm going to be a little bit uh, on the other side of the coin here. A shoddy three-fourths or two-thirds of a game launch, not okay. Uh, input lag like crazy to make the game uh, just feel invalid, not okay. Eight months of silence and that was coming off of, uh, you know, 2018 looked pretty good for communication, but 2017 communication with the public was an issue that kept coming up. Not okay. Uh, we're on get, it's not okay. Yeah. We're not oh okay. my not god. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and 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 so it's Street Fighter Five has a lot of sins, and I wouldn't even go as far as to say that it it has or that these other games had as many as it does. It might still be the worst, and that's totally fine, and and probably the the case. Just don't be too quick to say that this is a, a complete deal breaker. Just kind of put it in perspective. And because um, it might make you a little less salty and it might make things a little bit more easy to digest and it might make your life a little less hellish or hellacious.
0: So, um, yeah, I mean, you're right. And one thing I always say, even though I'm a notorious hater, I always say that it's better to like something than to dislike something. So, I mean, if, if you're one of those people who really just hate Street Fighter Five and you miss Street Fighter Four. Go play Street Fighter 4. There are people still playing it. Have some fun. Stop looking at Street Fighter 5. It's never going to be what you want it to be.
3: Let's get into, like, more happy news in the fighting game
1: community and talk about the EVO lineup, baby. Because I'm pretty no happy with it. <laughs> you, I mean, are, you, guys...
3: do you Do you play NRS games, John? Is that what's going on? I mean, I've, I've tried them out.
1: And, no, that that is a thing. But I got to say that, yes, of course, the NRS community is, like, going what the hell right now. Uh, but there is a lot of positivity. And there are a lot of uh, people are happy to see a lot of what's been announced here. So, yeah, I mean, you're not going to get everything every time. And it's weird to not have an NRS game at all, and I don't think that uh, like Mortal Kombat hasn't proven itself. But hey, it's up to the powers that be, and they felt like having a Marvel vs. Capcom two anniversary eight man event uh, would be, I guess, better than Mortal Kombat eleven, given that that was what was on the bubble. So uh,
3: I do want to jump in there and so say, actually, from the get go, before we we compare that game to to MK eleven, is an Invitational can run on any day, and it's eight players. Yeah. Like I don't yeah. see it being apples to apples with any of the other games out there, because literally we're talking about maybe three or four hours on any day of, of Evo that you can run this and get through it, where you've got pools and so many other things, where if you're running sure. a full-on game, it's not there. But uh, I did want to mention that.
0: Yeah, you, re- you really can't compare Marvel 2 at Evo 2022 as if it taken a spot from another game, because it's just not the case. And I think it's really cool that even though I'm uh, I'm kind of lukewarm on watching Marvel 2, it's hype. But, you know, I wasn't there for when it was the most hype. So I don't have those, like, nostalgic feelings and everything. But um, I think it's really cool that they're doing, like, a eight-man invitational since that was like during these dark ages for capcom or for the fgc or whatever you want to say marvel 2 was basically what was carrying evo the whole time like that was the main game Mm -hmm. so having that invitation was actually really sick for like the legacy of Evo. i think it's nice to have marvel at, at evo again
2: yeah. yeah, it's it's kind of bittersweet, right? It's like they, they gave us something that seems like it's going to be really good with the the Marvel 2, you know, the Invitational and stuff. But then just, no, MK11 was such a, like, it was so shocking to see, right? I was just like, whoa, out of place. Like, wait, where's MK11? And, and I think the thing that kind of sticks out to me was like, man, after years and years of requests and demanding spawn in Mortal Kombat, he's finally going to be in a Mortal Kombat <laughs> game, gonna... and he's not going to be on the Evo main stage. Like, can you imagine You're how hype it would have been yeah to see Sonic Fox or any other top players like dominating with that character and really showing off what they could do because you know they're going to be playing him, right like spawn is such a big thing to Mortal Kombat like people wanted him for so long and it's like well eh, get wrecked he's not you know MK11 is not in the lineup so it's like oh man I, I just kind of thought wow that's 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 rough.
1: Yeah, I wonder it, if it's just the numbers from last year or just the differences in games, like why you would pick. I I, I got to imagine that MK11 is more popular than like Soul Calibur 2. You know, I mean, Soul Calibur 6. MK11
3: is one of the best-selling fighting games of all mm-hmm. time. The And the tournament support has been great. NRS has been great about it. I mean, this is not a, like, you know, bottom-rung FGC title. This is one of the best games in the entire fighting game community. And you could argue from strictly a sales standpoint and support standpoint, one of the best games of all time in the fighting game community. And Evo says, nah, bro, we're good. What the hell?
0: I can give some context. I can give some context. Um, I I like statistics. I look at a lot of statistics. And we've published on EventUps Uh, the uh, entrant numbers for basically every Evo since 2010 or something and uh, the recurring theme with NRS games, Mortal Kombat and Injustice, is that the second year drop-off is right off the Grand Canyon in how huge it is. Mm. And that doesn't really happen to the other games. I think the game with the steepest drop-off outside of Mortal Kombat was Dragon Ball, but that was a drop-off from 2,500 players. It still had a absolute ton of players i think like its second year which had such a huge drop-off was still higher than mortal kombat's first year but i'm not entirely sure about that so don't quote me on that but the drop-off percentage for nrs titles has been absolutely huge so i think that's probably the reason why they're doing it i'm not saying it's entirely justified but i'm saying that's probably why they're doing it I want to see no, I want NRS's
1: reactions. I want to see, like, if Ed Boon says anything about it or if, if we had a combat cast coming up, if they'd have to bring it up and Tyler Lansdowne and Derek or, or Stephanie could say something about it. Um, and, and I wonder if there's SALT now or if it's just the next time NRS, say, say, like, an Injustice 3 comes out. Matter of fact, we'll make EVO the next year, but maybe not two years later. Uh, or, if, or if all of a sudden there's going to be a riff now.
3: Yeah, I, Nick, I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying there, but I do want to point out that Street Fighter V in 2016 had 5,000 people enter, and then in 2017, the year after, they had 2,600. So right. it's so I mean that's a significant drop there too. Um, but I mean you're still talking about one of the best games in the community, and still people show up to support it, and they support it at a high level. And you put it on the NRS Pro Tour, which is awesome. And they do the Evo stage, they do all this cool stuff what the hell like your point is not lost to me it is, it's is—it's a good and fair point but still it's overall like what the hell what the hell but anyway mm-hmm. yeah. Dude,
2: and didn't Mortal Kombat 11 have the, the EVO stage like in the game like last year right in Mortal Kombat 11 they have the, the, the tournament stage that has like the background change for the big events I think they had CEO yeah right? they Kombat do Breaker, and they had EVO right and now I wonder this year they're probably not going to have that maybe
1: <laughs> they should anyway
2: <laughs> yeah <they> should. <laughs> put it in there anyway
1: yeah. hey EVO's going on this. make sure you guys check it out <laughs>
0: so um, yeah, let, let me uh, actually bring this up here, because uh, I just brought up the last game we can compare to Injustice 2. Uh, it's Evo entrance. And it went from its debut year, 2017, it had 883 entrants. Then the year after that, 2018, it had 363. Yeah. So that's about a 60% drop-off, somewhere around there. And yeah, Street Fighter Five. That was about a 50% drop-off, which is very high. But it's still a 50% drop-off from 5,000. Yeah. So still it's still very high
1: like say, I mean, I would have said this about Marvel a few years ago. And sure enough, it, it hasn't been an Evo for, what is it, two years in a row? Is it? But uh, Street Fighter has been the headliner. And we've seen it passed up by Smash. Um, so it's not where it where it used to be. But I think there's a yeah. process. I think you couldn't go from Street Fighter being where it is... And I think Wizard said something to this effect, too. It's like, this is a staple. It's always going to be there. No surprise. Street Fighter V announced yesterday when he was talking uh, about the lineup. uh, Mortal Kombat is not Street Fighter when it comes to EVO and legacy and status. I think Street Fighter would have to go uh, fall a few more rungs. And it certainly has fallen. I mean, with Ultimate being the main game and two years in a row now. Uh, you son of a gun, John! Why yeah. are
3: you bringing up? Why are you bringing up old stuff, dude? That's completely valid and relevant to this discussion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm really hating you right now, but that's a really damn good point because NRS games have not been taken seriously by the competit- competitive community. Basically, from Mortal Kombat 9 on, that's when it started happening. And yeah. as much as we look at those games and like the the incredible uh, effort and time that that NRS has put into them, you're right damn it you guys keep countering all my hype points that I want to put out here and I can't argue that's it's a damn good thing yeah, yeah.
1: so this kind of thing could happen to Street Fighter but I mean the drop off from f- it got 5000 entrance guys has anyone ever had that before like no. yeah you're gonna you're, when you're that high up on the ladder and when you have that much legacy you're gonna have to fall a few wrongs before you're gonna be kicked out the door you're it's gonna take a lot to suddenly get kicked out so apples to oranges in that respect
0: yeah
3: and i will say people might be saying like okay well if entrants are that big of a deal what about melee you know and one of the things i have heard about it i have not heard this directly from evo staff but one of the things i brought up earlier were crt televisions and how much those are preferred to be played on well those are a hell of a lot more difficult to come by and to set up and to have the space for and i don't know how much of a factor that has been for the evo staff but space and setup time all that other kind of stuff when you've got that many people playing that is an issue and um Mm -hmm. As much as I love Melee, and I think it's a great game still to this very day, uh, there are logistics that you have to look at when you run an event this large, and and this well-ran, actually. Again, Evo continues to be uh, the gold standard in how to run an event at a super high level and, and just make everything awesome. Yeah, I don't have sure. to handle that kind of stuff they do and so it's easy for me to say hey get mk11 and get melee in there
1: but at the end of the day I don't have to figure out how to make that all work yeah. there's so, so much politics and it's 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 entrance you know it's going to be entrance it's got to be well how much overlap in audience first you know so how many different people can we get to come to our event how do we acknowledge different parts of the fighting game community and uh, there there's a lot of factors and Only the evo staff knows exactly how they're going to approach all of this and 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 they're gonna have a lot more specific numbers and ways of measuring this than we have from the outside um and and like so they've had issues before where like when they didn't have street fighter 4 in 2016 that was a big mm-hmm. thing we're like what the hell and then when they didn't have uh, you know Marvel infinite people were like well can you really do it without a Marvel I know it wasn't you know very well received but like can you really do that Evo has made some decisions where we weren't too sure about it but you know they continue to grow and they continue to do yeah. things right they have a good track mm-hmm. record which is I think what you're getting at John it's like I can't disagree with their overall results I have to respect them, and I have to say, well, you know what? While this doesn't necessarily make a ton of sense to me, you guys seem to really know what you're doing. And until it doesn't work anymore, I gotta, I gotta say, all right, go for it.
2: Yeah, I will just say that. Uh one of the things that does shine through with the the evo announcement or the evo lineup reveal is that uh, Grand Blue uh, is on there and i'm sure nick is pretty stoked about that because uh, nick you've been talking about Grand Blue for months and months and uh, yeah that that game's making you it onto the just steal my lineup segue
1: table. nearly word for word on how i wanted to go into the next <laughs> thing that we're going to talk about You you guys are keeping
0: me from my practice. I'm not stoked at all. I was was streaming it for like three hours. Then you were like, oh, Nick, it's podcast time. All (laughs) right. So last thing we want to
1: talk about so Nick can get back to more important things. Grand Blue, how is it? Tell us.
0: Uh, It's early now, so, you know, it's hard to say. Uh, I understand the feeling that a lot of people had about like, oh, it's pretty basic. Uh, I felt that a little bit in beta as well. So I played with... uh, Fang, one of the uh, local Stockholm players, we played for about three hours. And I was like, okay, yeah, maybe this is a little bit basic. But then while we were doing this podcast, he sent me some Twitter videos that I watched, and I was like, holy crap, you can do such cool stuff. Why am I not playing right now? Yoga! (laughs) (laughs) So uh, there's obviously some more depth to it. This is still just day one, and uh, we found some really cool stuff. And uh, it really has these different player archetypes. uh, uh, Sorry, character archetypes. Which uh, makes me happy. I like playing sonars. I just never liked sonars in Street Fighter, so uh, I'm I'm uh, content so far. And it's absolutely beautiful. But I think nobody doubted it that part.
2: Yeah, it, it looks pretty interesting so far. I mean, we're seeing people sharing clips already right now with the you know the Japanese release being out there and stuff. And um, it, it really does. Man, it's a beautiful game. Just the the cinematic supers and stuff look really cool. Uh, and it looks really interesting. I, I'm I'm pretty excited to try it out myself.
1: Yeah, as a as something of a noob. Basically, I I think I can still serve as something of the the chorus for what the people are perceiving it to be generally. And that is, one, that it sort of falls into the anime game category, Nick, don't get mad at me. And (laughs) that, as such, the potential for it to explode is... Maybe not as big as a more you know like a Street Fighter or a versus series. This is probably talking more about the West and not Japan. Um, on the other side of the coin, I've heard that this game has the potential to be bigger by far than almost anything we've seen thus far. So I'm kind of conflicted. How do you uh, how do you deal with those two things at the same time?
0: It's leading in CEO entrant numbers. Do you need any more? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, no, uh,
1: that's good though. What is, what is do you have the specific number off the top of your head?
0: No. No, it's just early registration. Uh, He hasn't released actual numbers, but he Uh, said Granblue was number one.
1: It's been open for like a day or two, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so conclusive evidence that it's the most
0: popular (laughs) game in the world ever.
2: That's all you need, man. One tweet, one tweet, no numbers, that's it.
0: No, I think it was in second for Combo Breaker as well, unless I'm uh, mistaken. And uh, I'm not allowed to say this, I'm not going to say which event, but I know it's in second at a different event as well. One that I'll be attending later this year, uh, an event which, by the way, has stuff like Tekken and Smash and everything. So, and Street Anything Fighter Five. Anything else you'd like
1: to say about this mysterious event? I feel.
0: <laughs> no, no, because I'm pretty sure I'm not actually allowed to share inside information about it. So, what about it
1: is particularly fun for you? What is what is it that's making you feel like oh, I want to get away from this podcast right now so I can go? Uh, I wish Raptor would stop asking me these stupid questions over and over again so I can get back to playing Granblue
0: because this f- boom um, okay uh, this <laughs> don't worry we'll edit that out later okay because this stupid kid Fang he's uh, he's up like 40-20 or something and wins against me that's what makes me want to go back <laughs> and he's been playing training mode the whole podcast
1: uh oh no. so you're falling behind even further as I drag this out slowly yeah. and, and say things that probably won't matter and just, you know, just <laughs> inching towards that finish line and uh
0: no, no, but really, you know, it's just, a, it's had a fun system so far. Uh, you have traits on characters, which are interesting. Uh, it's a mix of links and uh, chains, which is common for Arxis fighters. Um, and simple inputs, th- right? There are, but uh, you you have a cooldown system on your specials, and if you use the simple inputs, the cooldown gets extended, so you kind of get punished mm-hmm. for using it. Uh, so I I don't use that because
2: uh kind of like auto combos right like in dragon ball fighters i think they do less damage and they they're they're very streamlined right yeah it's like you can't get maximum damage from auto combos
0: it's the same thing here you have auto combos in grand blue but you can only do them to ex moves so you can't do them to regular special moves so there are a lot of these simplification aspects in the game but you're a little bit punished for doing them i wouldn't say punished but it's not as good so learning to play it like uh, as the fighting game gods intended, will uh, give you more.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will. I will ask too uh, the most important question, and uh, hopefully I don't butcher his name. But is Vasaraga a uh, top tier already? That's going to be my character. <laughs> I, He's be the best in the game, because like, he must be right, since I like
0: him. Um, the, uh, I, I haven't played him, and Fang okay. doesn't play him either, so I don't have any mm-hmm. personal experience with him. Based mm-hmm. on like day one information. I think he's probably gonna be low tier, but it's day one, so, mm-hmm. the, you know, don't shoot the messenger. Uh, I will say that Lawane is the most hype character ever. His <laughs> his mix-up game is absolutely hilarious, and he's the only character I had a positive win-record with.
2: He's the one that has the, the brothers, right? Yes, that
0: root on. yes he sends yeah, in the bros, he nice. brings out a tank based on the main character, <laughs> he does all kinds <laughs> of crazy stuff, check my stream archive, see me choke from laughter it was amazing
2: (laughs) yeah the game has a lot of interesting characters for sure like there's a lot of cool personality there and again i'm really looking forward to checking it out once it uh, hits the states
0: yeah Yeah, yes a a month right Mm -hmm. yeah next month yeah nice all right guys
1: well it sounds like we're out of stuff to talk about (laughs) so (laughs) let's say thanks a lot to all of you for coming in and adding to the discussion now i have two more tracks of audio that i have to edit so uh Mm -hmm. but it'd be well worth it and I appreciate trying to get out there and give a clearer view of what's going on right now with you know the past in mind and try to refine how we view these games and how we process it. And I, I will say once again that I don't know what's going to happen with Street Fighter 5 from here on out, but I am more excited than I have been in a long time to play it. And that's a lot of that has come from just the early results that we've seen in Season 5. So I'm looking at it with uh, some excitement. It's not that we forgive all the sins, uh, you know. That it's 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 got a lot under its belt at this point, but eh, it's not the worst thing in the world, guys. And uh, and and don't make it that way just because it's lost charisma in your eyes initially. Like, let yourself have fun with it if it's gotten to a place where you can have fun with it. And if not, that's okay. So, mm-hmm. well said. All right, guys, everyone say goodbye. All
2: right, all right. goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, goodbye everyone.
1: <laughs>